Hi, I'm Kevin DeCristofano. I'm Sean Flanagan. And we are the Ninja Turtle Nerds, your weekly podcast covering the Ninja Turtle comics, one kidnapping after another issue at a time. So, how you doing today, Sean? Well, they didn't get kidnapped, so I mean, that's good. <laughs> that is good. And you know what else is good? We have a guest this week. Let's throw it on over to Jason. Jason, how you doing? What is going on? Let's haul shell. I'm going to bring that yeah. back. Oh, there it is. There <laughs> right it is. Out so the Jason, if you're <laughs> if you're somehow not paying attention to the hundreds of mentions we've uh, we've had for Jason uh, <laughs> over the course of this podcast, um, Jason is the host of uh, of his own Ninja Turtle podcast. Why don't you tell the listeners what it is, where they can find it, what's going on with that? Yeah, so uh, if you guys uh, don't know, uh, I don't blame you. Um, but yeah, I am the uh, one of the co-hosts of uh, Turtle Recall. Uh, we are a podcast where we look at every single episode of the classic uh, series. And I do it with my wife because my wife has never seen the series before. So she's watching it for the first time. I'm watching it for the hundredth time. And... Uh, and yeah, we just we do that. Uh, we release it every Thursday on Res uh, TV, and you can also find it on Spotify, uh, uh, Apple, Google. Like just just search for Turtle Recall, and then ignore the band because they freaking like took the name. And but like you know, but then like after them is the podcast. And also, sweet, yeah. Also, uh, I'm doing a brand new podcast. Like we're. We only have like uh, I think three listeners so far, but uh, if you guys are Kingdom Hearts fans, I'm one of them. Yes, you are. Kevin <laughs> is one of them, and Kevin has like pointed out something. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, we're, I'm doing a Kingdom Hearts uh, podcast called Kingdom Hearts uh, uh, Discussions of Auditory, and uh, we're basically going through each uh, game. And uh, my again, because I can only do podcasts this way. I played the game hundred times. My my good friend has never played the game before, and so he's playing it for the first time. And, uh, you know, he basically talks about all the story and that kind of stuff. I talk about the gameplay and, like, you know, just um, and, and all that. Kingdom book. Hearts is is one of those things. I got obsessed with it when it first came out. Yeah. Um, I believe I was, like, I had just graduated high school. And it, um, it, by the, it took them so long to make Kingdom Hearts 2 that I just never, like, I had lost interest at that point and never continued with the franchise. But you guys have me wanting to to throw it back in and play again, uh, even especially since they've like released a new HD collection and everything. That HD collection, first, uh, like, like kudos to them because it's it's a good way to get like people because especially uh, Kingdom Hearts three, that's the one like people have been saying like, oh, I've been waiting 16 years for this, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. You guys obviously ignore the franchise. I still have my PlayStation 2 discs uh, for the first <laughs> two games. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I, you I bought actually, the second game? My... Was it? Well, <laughs> yeah. I bought yeah, the, second the second game, and I never played... Here's the thing. Um, I got the second game. Uh, I don't know where it came from. I don't have a case for it. Oh. It's in the case for Kingdom, I, for Kingdom the first game. So I've got uh -huh. the first game and its case, and then uh -huh. for some reason the second game is also in that case, and I have no idea when it showed up. <laughs> uh, I have no memory of ever purchasing it, so but I have it. It's funny how the way I got the first game, uh, because uh, when I, you know, when the first when the game came out, I was a poor college student. I couldn't like, you know, 
afford uh, $50 for a video game, so I just borrowed my friend's game. And then eventually, one of my friends, uh, his brother was in high school at the time, and he got he got like a disc. He got the Kingdom Hearts disc for me and also came with the instruction manual. The only thing it didn't come with the, was the cover. And so for the longest time until like, uh, until I eventually bought the cover on eBay, uh, like uh, I just had like the game in a, just a random DVD case, which it was just the instruction manual and just the, the, uh, the disc and like no actual like cover. So like, it was just weird on my shelf. I own a couple of PlayStation 2 games I've never played. I don't know why. Like, every other game for every other system I've at least played, but I've got that Kingdom Hearts game. I've got Final Fantasy XII, which I've just watched the intro to, which I'm going to finally play this year. And I've got, like, one of the Grand Theft Autos on there that I've never played. Just I don't know what it is about PS2. I just They're, they're there, and I'm like, I have never played this game. Why is this on my shelf? <laughs> um, you know, so... I will say, like after like after like my first job, uh, it was especially a uh, PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty because I had both those systems and and Wii, uh, the, the, uh, those three, uh, and I kept buying games and I kept like you know like I had the quote unquote backlog, uh, you know and and like I was I could finally I finally got to a point uh, where I, like I was like okay. Just because these games are going for ten dollars, that's ten dollars I am losing. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm not playing in them. So I finally, I finally got to the point. I'm like, whenever I want to play a game, I, I I pick it up. I don't care if it's like sixty or or five dollars. It's like, am I gonna play this right now? And I have to like, you know, I really have to like, and and especially now I have a child. Uh, like you know, it's like, uh, you know, no, I'm not gonna play this right now. I don't like just because it's on sale for like. Five cents. Um, it's just that's five cents. I just threw away. Yeah, five that's why cents I, was like, a lot of money in my day. That's right. That's why, like, so, I'm uh, just playing Elden Ring right now. You know, like, <laughs> I'm just trying to get through that. Even though I, they should just call it. I'm so lost because I cannot, <laughs> for the life of me, find the next like story boss. I keep running into everything but that. It, it, it's funny because like people are like, "Oh, you need to play this game." Oh, you need to play this game. And because of the pod, the Kingdom Hearts podcast I'm doing, like the only game I'm playing is Kingdom Hearts. I said, "I'm playing." And like they're like, you "Yep, played that game so many times." I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm playing it now. I'm not. I'm uh, you know, <laughs> I like." I'm, yeah, listeners out there, if you ever want to ruin something you love, start a podcast about it. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. next thing you know, it's the only thing in your life. That's oh it. My God, it's yes, the yes, quickest yes, yes. way yeah. to do it. <laughs> and speaking of a podcast about things we love, we're here to talk about Ninja Turtle comics. Let's segue on into that. Yeah, so yeah. today we're talking about volume three, issue number eight. It's on Image Comics. So just like the rest of them, it is untitled. The cover artist for this issue is Frank Fosco. Story by Gary Cols Gary Carlson, pencils Frank Fosco, inks Andrew Pepoy, lettering Chris Alopoulos, and colors by Adam Gazowski on the IDW reprint. The cover date is April 1997, so let's go take a look at April 1997, see what was going on when this was on stands. This Month in Entertainment. So movies released in April of 97, a lot of good stuff in here. 
Chasing Amy. Okay. Uh, Kevin Smith. Controversy uh, Kevin Smith movie there. I think all his movies are controversial Controversial at this point. I, 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 I've said this publicly. I mean, he's like blocked me on Twitter, uh, on my personal Twitter, <laughs> not on Turtle Real. Um, I don't like Kevin. I don't like uh, Kevin Smith. I don't like the. I don't like him. I was so vocal that he was in the 2007 movie, uh, and I was like, why is he in there? And why is he credited? I would above say the I have turtles, a complicated uh, relationship. With and Kevin Smith. Uh, yeah, I, I, I never like. I don't like his movies. I don't like his comics. I, I don't like him personally either, uh, because I've had a bad experience with him personally. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, if it makes well, you feel better. Let's move on better. to another movie then. Um, I deducted so a Anaconda point. Anaconda <laughs> also came out this In month. In April? That's what it said. Wow. No? No good? I, yeah, I thought that was August or April something. April is summer. Yeah. Summer movies start at the end of March. <laughs> Not summer in, movies not never end. All right, you know, you know, every time you've brought this up, I've fact checked it, and it's right. So let me check it. Anaconda, nineteen ninety-seven. I'm not saying you're wrong. Wiki. I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> no, I'm talking I to just... Sean. Oh. <laughs> yep, April eleventh, nineteen ninety-seven. All right, I according, stay corrected. According to a secondary source here. So now we've got Wikipedia. And movie phone, the two most reliable news sources for <laughs> for information. Movie phone in the world. has never been wrong. Yes, it's been wrong. Oh, uh, gross know. point blank also came out in April of '97, which Will I thought be that meetings? came out way earlier than '97. <laughs> Eight heads in a duffel bag. Nice. A movie I feel like everyone talked about back then, and a movie that has a special place in my heart. Because it's so ridiculous. Volcano. Volcano. Wow, pretty soon Remember after Dante's Remember how big a deal peak. that movie was? Yep. <laughs> because they used so many gallons of orange soda and oatmeal to make the, uh, the, the lava. lava. It was like supposed to be like a giant deal, yeah. Watch Tommy Lee <laughs> yeah. Jones scowl at Mother Nature. <laughs> <laughs> See? See, unfortunately, uh, the- I actually worked in the movie theater in 98. It was in 1998, uh, like what the year before Star Wars uh, came to the theater. So like, uh, so like this is like so like approaching like, oh, my gosh, like I, I memorized all these movies. And like because like that, yep. that whole year and a half, uh, like uh, because like the, the big one that came out, like when I was working in the movie theater was uh, Titanic. And like mm-hmm. I and I can tell you, I can tell you like Titanic. uh that did not leave theaters for like six months. This is like unheard of now. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I believe '98 was when the the first American Godzilla movie came out. The one that was bad. Yes. The one that, like, no one likes. Um, and I just remember uh, was it Universal. I, I can't remember uh, who who produced it. Uh, but the like the movie company like they came in and they were giving us instructions for this movie because it was like going to be the opening summer blockbuster because it came out in May. And yeah, they were like, they thought this was going to be just as big as Jurassic park two. And they gave us specific instructions. We had to have it in four theaters and like, they're like, okay, you got to check this ticket stubs. You got to make sure people go in the right 
time for it. And they, like, you know, we had to, like, set up lines and everything. We did all these things. Oh, and then we couldn't, all of our promotional material, we couldn't release until, like, a week after the movie. Like, we had specific ones because we couldn't reveal Godzilla. Like, we, that was a big thing. We couldn't do it. <laughs> We couldn't, like, so we sat on with all these, like, posters and pins that we had, and we're like, oh, no, you can't, can't show this, can't show this, and I was like, and so here comes opening day, Memorial Day weekend, and we're like, you know, like, the movie theater is, like, full staff. No one was allowed to, like, take that day <laughs> off. And... Gonna go in for my Godzilla oh, shift. Oh, my God, it was, it, it, it really was, like, tumbleweeds it was just like like it, it was like oh like, and we're just like looking around like this was what we were supposed to be prepared for uh, and like i mean we were expecting like another titanic and we're like uh, this is like <laughs> nope. it was like nothing i mean in like that like it quickly went from four theaters to one theater in like in a matter of like three weeks it was like insane how like fast that movie like left theaters. Well, speaking of Godzilla, traveling back to April of '97, where this comic was, the number one song for that entire month was "Can't Nobody Hold Me Down" by Puff Daddy, featuring Mace, and he had the Godzilla song, so ah, it sort of connected hey, there. There we go. That, I remember that. It all comes back <laughs> around. Video games, the Nintendo Power cover for that month was Blast Core. Explosive H page blowout. Blast Core was was that on Super It was a it was an it was one of the Nintendo sixty four launch titles. Okay. You like drove trucks through like buildings and you got points for it. It was it was very arcade style. Like there wasn't like an enemy or anything. Like was... it was just about like hitting objectives and ranking up points. Gotcha. Gotcha. Was that no, I, from I just... Rare? What's that, Sean? Did Rare make that? I can't remember. They could very well have. I, I'm not sure. It says it's also Doom game. 64 on the cover, by the way. I do Ooh. remember Doom 64. That one I remember. Good stuff. And I remember they still didn't have the pentagram. <laughs> TV events. April 19th, Angry Beavers premieres on Nickelodeon. Yes! One of my favorite Nicktoons. Also, April 19th, Power Rangers Turbo premieres on Fox Kids. Yes! Jason loves the Turbo. Yes! I, I mean, I, so I actually I remember when Turbo premiered. I'm a big Power Rangers fan. Uh, but, like, for Turbo, it was, like, weird because in March was when the movie came out, the Turbo uh, a Power Rangers movie, the second movie. Oh, movie. yeah. And then... Mm -hmm. But, like, when the premiere of Turbo came, they, like, you had to have watched the movie before you watched the show. And, like, because the first movie was not connected to the show. And so what they had to do... You don't need to connect the movie to the show. That, but that's what Saban <laughs> did. Saban connected the movie to the show. So, like, uh, especially because, like, that's when they, they changed the Blue Ranger because instead of Rocky, because they, they kicked Rocky out because he fell on his back which was lame but then they had like the controversial uh justin who was the child and and like so to explain all that for the tv audience they they did like this like recap of the movie so for like kids who like had to wait for the movie to come on like vhs 
uh, to watch it, got the whole thing like explained to him and spoiled to them because I mean, I mean, spoiler, the bad guy blows up, but they actually showed the scene oh. where like the bad guy like like blows up and everything, and it was like it was just like so like weird. It's like wow, you just like the like the you really made it an assignment, and then just like okay, well for you guys who didn't watch the movie, well here you go. Here's like. Here's like two. Here's like two minutes of like scenes from the movie, just kind of like going over the the plot. And then Saturday Night Live that month, April twelfth, was hosted by Rob Lowe with musical guest The Spice Girls. Ooh. And April nineteenth was hosted by Pamela Lee with musical guest The Rollins Band. Or I guess it's just Rollins Band. No, the. <laughs> Sorry, Henry. Um, Sean. <laughs> Tell our listeners where this comic is available. So you can find it in Comixology, or if you want to, you know, get physical and have your first turtle book that's falling apart like me, uh, you can get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Urban Legends Volume 1. <laughs> it's a big volume, too. There's a lot in there, so oh. it's definitely worth your money. How many issues is in that volume? That's a good question. It's um. This is one through thirteen. Normally, IDW just does four. <laughs> it's three hundred pages. I can tell you that. Sean just said it's one through thirteen. One through thirteen. Uh, so, how many issues is the twenty six total? And was it a ri- so they did it in two volumes? Okay, so was it originally twenty six or because I didn't IDW had to like, yeah. finish it? Yes. So originally, um. Oh, I should know this off the top of my oh, head. No, no, Hold on, it, I got it in my notes here. It's okay if you don't. <laughs> I didn't know that the bomb came from Mr. Og's thing in the in the. Yeah, so movie. originally, originally it was twenty three issues, and yeah. like like this came up last episode too. It's funny it took us to the middle of the series for this to come up, but um yes that so on image, at issue twenty three the series just ended and it didn't have an ending. And then when IDW did their reprints, they printed three basically new issues to end the story. Right. Because I remember when they announced like they're doing this, they're like, Oh, Hey, we're going to make things to have an ending to it. And so like, you know, if IDW ever does volume four, hopefully they can do an ending for that one too. (laughs) Yep. I mean, we still technically never got Forever War from uh, Archie. I'm just saying. They kind of like this, kind of left the thing <laughs> in there. So this cover, uh, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts on the cover. It's, it's you know, it's it's a cool idea. It's, it's one of those times where the cover is basically something that appears right in the comic. It's almost yeah. like exactly one of the panels that you're going to see when you're reading. It's... Got uh, Michelangelo crouched underneath a gargoyle, not one of the ones from the cartoon show, and there's like a guard pacing back and forth behind him in the rain. I like it. It's the a end. good daredevil nod. Yeah, it does. It is a lot like when he's hugging the cross. So um, a lot of those covers. My other question. My other question, because like you know, I never, never in my life have I ever picked up a uh image comic like it so if you're reading it in the collection this is something that's also come up on the podcast they put the covers at the end of the issues for some reason 
Yep. I don't know if they intended um, that. It's kind of out of order a but, little bit. But like, so, but like where this issue ends, so the next the, page is the cover for it. Because I have like it on the individual issues on Comicsology, and this so, is the cover. Oh, okay. Hold on. This is the cover I got without the glare. Um. Okay, so I don't know if that's an alternate cover, but that's what they have at the beginning of the issue in the collection. And I'm looking on Turtlepedia right now, and I don't see that cover anywhere. I have the actual physical copy that came out when it when it was a new comic, and the um like IDW the cover is or... the one with the gargoyle. What's that? Yeah, no. When it was like when it was printed by Image, I don't have the Image, Urban Image. Legends okay. reprint. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, it does uh, seem like they went with alternate covers over at IDW, and that's why they put the real cover at the end of the issue in the the collection. Yeah, because there's a few of these covers that are kind of racy. Um, <laughs> the kind of <laughs> they kind of show you know you know it's Image Comics. Yeah. They're a little no, bit no, no. more adult. Right. This was like So this isn't one of them though. This is just him below a gargoyle. Yeah. So it's interesting. They they do so they have this alternate cover for those of you who want to know, and we're gonna post all this stuff on our Twitter and Instagram. Um where Michelangelo is in like a he's in like his little monk hoodie mm-hmm. and he's running away from some some men with guns. Yeah, so and that is also in the collection version, as oh. the cover. So just to let you guys know, the digital version of like the single issue, because that's the way I got, I I have it. Uh, there is, mm-hmm. there's no, they don't actually show the original cover like whatsoever. They just show. Uh, oh. I mean, and now I know there's a cover A, and I'm guessing cover B was probably like the original one. Uh, but uh, like the way, like it's weird because if you get a DC comic and they have multiple co- like covers, like the first like three pages are all the covers. Uh, that that it came with, but IDW just kind of sticks with like cover A under stuff, and then uh, so yeah, yeah. So they, you you just kind of like stuck with that. Yeah, you're right. That's probably what they did that when they did this run. They probably did when IDW reprinted it. They did an A cover, which was something new, and then the B cover yeah. would have been the what original. you collected back when it was on Image. So good, good. Good thinking. I never thought of that. I was always just wondering why the covers are so screwed up in this collection. <laughs> now, now that's that's <laughs> as best, best an answer as I've figured. Yeah. Um, so moving to... on, moving on into the comic, picking up right where issue seven left off. The first thing we see is the mob guys shooting out their window at Raphael. It's a little unclear what they're shooting at because when we see outside, Raphael's gone. He's already halfway up the building, and they're like shooting straight. But anyway, yep. <laughs> um, he then drops down and gets the rope around one of the mob guy's necks. And he burns his hands very badly on the rope. Swings through one of the lower level windows of this building. And then Donatello hits us with exposition thought bubble, I guess you could call it. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely that thing that we talked about last episode where Image is doing more than Mirage ever did for filling in new readers of what the story is so far through 
through dialogue and thought bubbles and stuff, they're definitely making a conscious decision to have bullet points of what you need to know for this issue in every issue, so, which is something we haven't seen before. So I can tell you this. Uh, this is the first time I've ever touched an image like TMT comic. Like, um, mm-hmm. for doing this podcast, I was like, well, I got to read eight and nine. And like, you know, I, I didn't do the sensible thing of like, oh, let's read one through uh, seven first. I was like, no, I'm just going to jump into eight and I'm going to jump into nine. Okay. And so, so did this, this exposition like, give you everything you needed? Yeah, yeah. This exposition gave me everything I needed because like uh, the actual, the issues do have a summary and I can like, I can tell you. The summary right now is going to take me like five seconds as soon as I get there. This is the summary when you like get to um, page two of the comic. The story so far, Raphael's investigation into the whereabouts of Casey's missing daughter has put him in a precarious situation with the mob on one side and infamous book clan on the other. How's our favorite side-wielding turtle going to get out of this one? That's it. So that's, it's that's, 60s that's, Batman that's, logic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he I gets mean, out of it with some rope burns. Literally two sentences. was, And like that was like, I was like, okay, I'm just going to just jump in from here. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, thank you, Donatello. You did a better job at summarizing than IDW. <laughs> so you're cool with the cyborg thing. Uh, you know, I, I had questions, like, why is he a cyborg? But, like, I was just like, you know, I am also in issue number eight. I mean, and this is, like, my fault. Like, you know, it's, like, you know, uh, if I wanted to know that, I should, like, read. I have issue one, like, in my disposal right now. And, like, you know, I have issues one through seven. Now, like, nah, let me just skip ahead. Like, you know, nothing too important can happen. So Donatello's following Casey, trying to make sure he doesn't get in any trouble, and he he's watching Casey from a distance, drinking at this bar, and he falls asleep, and when he wakes up, Casey Jones is gone. So some something that I thought of here that kind of dated this comic book is when Donatello, he's basically a cyborg, like we just said. He's, yeah. He is cyborg from Justice League. Just picture that character if it were, if he were half turtle instead of half human. <laughs> and um, it was weird to me when he woke up and asked, how long have I been out? Because, like, he doesn't have an internal clock in that thing. Yeah. No. And, and it's it's weird because, like, I feel like that's something they didn't realize every piece of technology would, would have someday back in 1997. Everything didn't have a clock built into it then. Right. But now, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything does. Now, yeah, now everything does. Look, he was being prepared because of Y2K. Because again, he knew he he knew <laughs> three years later he was going to like shut down. Like, you know, because he, that, that was the big thing. Come on. Like, uh, uh, I mean, now, uh, our, I, I know this place takes place after volume two. Uh, are the turtles still mm. teenagers? They the first no. issue is their 18th birthday. Okay, okay, but still. So they're older teenagers. They're yeah. still underage. Just one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I know. I know the second issue of the Mirage comic. Raphael asks for a beer. I know that, and like yep. you know, is I think he's supposed to be 15, but like at the same time, I'm pretty sure 
Eastman and Laird forgot that their own. Well, also, I'm pretty sure teenagers. even if he was of age, if he went in the bar, I don't think he has ID. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure, like you know, there, no one's no one's going to be like, oh hey, yeah, we could get you a state issue ID for you turtle that's like living in an undisclosed sewer. Like you know, like how, how like you know that is something I do want to know is like. Like how do they? I think how do they get mail so they can like show to the DMV? Hey, I live here. <laughs> I think at the time in New York, bars had a sign that said, "If you had a shell, get the hell out." <laughs> <laughs> so down the street, Casey's walking by himself, and he is stopped by three street hoods who demand a toll. So we know where this is going. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Casey tosses a quarter, which apparently isn't enough for the toll, even in 1997. Wait a minute. And what do you guys think is a fair toll price? I'll bet in 97 he could, they would have let him go for 10 bucks. Oh, uh, oh, oh, for like, a you know, fair I was say, toll? Like, the toll was like 25 cents. When, no, uh, yeah, I, I think, <laughs> I think 97, you slip in a 20, you're like, okay, you're good. Like, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about like if someone's trying to mug you in '97. Yeah, yeah 10, 20 bucks. Yeah, 10, I think 20 they would have let yeah, him pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not like now, like where you give a person like twenty and then they're like, I can't. you gotta Venmo them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, what I, I, no crypto? <laughs> so the leader tells him he needs more money than a quarter, believe it or not, and Casey Jones um does what he does best. Yeah, he pulls he pulls a he pulls a big Lebowski, and he starts looking in his duffel bag. He's like, "Hold on, it's down here somewhere." Um, <laughs> Let me take. Where's the money, look. Lebowski? And um, <laughs> unlike Jeffrey Lebowski, he comes up with a mask. You know his new Casey Jones mask that has the flag on it yeah, for some reason. Yeah, yeah. When when does Casey Jones become uh, Captain America, Casey Jones? Like. Uh, the last, last issue, two issues two ago. Issues, okay, no, okay, yeah, okay, two okay. issues ago. So, yeah, I'm not that and far we, behind. We talked about then. They don't give a reason for it. <laughs> o- look, look. Other than they're trying to make the image comics look different. That's really all we can uh, come up with. Look, all I know is like once I read like the first few pages of this issue, I really was like, yeah, that's a '90s image comic. Like, <laughs> like, oh yeah, I, I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. This Savage Garden, yep. Or Savage Dragon, sorry. Savage, Savage Garden, the comic. <laughs> Look, I, in the nineties, I did listen to Savage Garden. I don't care what you guys say. I liked, I liked it. They were a good band. They were. So anyway, Casey Jones beats up the punks like you know he's gonna do, and as he starts to walk away, uh, he mentions. That he needs some sleep, I think it is. And the the punk basically is like, you want some sleep? And he shoots him right in the back. And then they surround Casey and they move in for the kill. But Donatello arrives just in time to play some That's Not a Knife from Crocodile Dundee. That's right. Because uh, <laughs> punk's got a knife. He's got a bigger knife. It's pretty much that exact scene. But the, the <laughs> punk... Uh, <laughs> That's not a laser yeah, cannon. And the the knife Donatello basically has Cloud's sword from Final Fantasy VII yeah, as an arm. Pretty much. He's got the he, has, he, he has the Buster sword. I mean, you know, like 
<laughs> Final Fantasy, I think, I think by this time, this is like when Final Fantasy VII came to the U.S., you know, he, he got the inspiration. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Donatello picks up Casey and they head towards the hospital because, let me remind you, Casey has been shot. Oh, he throws up, too. We got to mention that. He loses his lunch. Oh, of course. Um, because it's an That's image not... comic, and we gotta have some some raw, dark stuff happening. So we need a guy drunk throwing up. That's right. At April's apartment, Michelangelo wakes Leonardo to watch a news bulletin about giant bat mutants attacking people. And Leonardo asks Michelangelo when he got a color TV, as if that's what's important right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, but <laughs> like, okay. So I... I was reading this. I was like, wait, this is ninety-seven. 90s, like, like, yeah. like, colored, like, black and white TVs are, are, are extinct by this point. Like, I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, it, so, exactly. And Michelangelo's response here should have been focus, Leonardo. Yeah. That, that's, that's our missing sensei here. Th- like, th- this is what I liked, though, is Donatello fixes water heaters and can change black and white televisions to color and give it stereo. <laughs> <laughs> So Leonardo finally focuses on the news story and says that they need to go to Midway City to check on the bat that's probably Master Splinter, who mutated about two issues ago, I think it was. Uh, Donatello tells April on the phone that Casey is at the hospital, uh, <laughs> you know, because he was shot. So she needs I just to know that. dumped him out there and uh, yeah. So she heads over to the hospital. Michelangelo says he's going to stay put until he hears from Raphael. Raphael pretty much immediately appears. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, a- as Leonardo is walking out the door, <laughs> um, Raphael collapses into Michelangelo's arms and tells him all about his adventure and where Shadow is being held, which we went over last issue. Michelangelo cleans Raphael up and puts him to bed. I was going to say, that's like Mikey's thing this time is he's the nurse. (laughs) (laughs) He tried to fix Raph's face. Now he's dealing with rope burns and getting him to bed. That's right. He's going to go nunchuck some mob bosses. This time it's personal. I just wanted to say that. Um I mean, it is. He's the one who left the door true, open. Or what? No, he, he fell asleep. That's what it was. He's the one yeah. who fell asleep. Everyone's falling so asleep. The... <laughs> What's that? Everyone's falling asleep. Donatello's falling asleep. Mikey's falling asleep. These turtles don't get enough sleep. <laughs> no. No, they so definitely back don't get enough at sleep. The, back at the apartment from the beginning of the issue where Raphael was falling and burning his hands on the rope... Michelangelo overhears a mob guy saying that Shadow is now with Big Tony at St. Paul's Cathedral, where he's having her baptized. So In then the we middle get a, of the night. <laughs> we get a very dated factoid box that says St. Paul's Cathedral, built during the 1850s, is a fine example of the French Gothic style of architecture in the sixth largest church in the United States. And then the part that makes it dated is it says World Book Encyclopedia as the source. <laughs> I know that Look, it's this, a very reliable source. <laughs> this was the educational part of the uh, comic. That's my favorite cathedral in a comic book. That's right. 
So this baptism's in full swing. Michelangelo spying from on top of the rafters. We see that Shadow is... She isn't exactly down with what's going on. She misses her dad, April, Uncle Raph. She misses them all. And the man who brought her to be baptized reveals that Shadow's biological father was his son. So he is her biological grandfather, Tony. Which seems just really... Like, I, I know Lenny was getting on the writing last time. I'll give him it this time. It's kind of lazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it did not seem like Gabe was the type to be mixed. I had this as notes for later, but it fits perfectly here anyway. It doesn't seem like Gabe, who we saw in volume one, right. was the type to be mixed up in mob stuff. She was living in the middle of nowhere. And I... I guess you could say maybe they sent her there so like their enemies couldn't find her or whatever, but it, it does not feel like she would have been mixed no, up in mob stuff. Right. None of it makes sense. Like, I feel like if they had sent her out there and set her up, it wouldn't be a mobile home. Like it'd be, a yeah. house. I don't know. None of it makes <laughs> sense to me, but my favorite character in this issue is the priest. Cause he's like the most mobbed up priest I've ever seen in anything. <laughs> So while all this christening is happening in the background, you can see this robed figure that looks like it might have a turtle shell, a nah. little turtle monk, <laughs> Michelangelo. He puts the, the baptizing ladle. I don't know what that's called. I like um, it. We'll go with it. <laughs> the baptizing ladle. He, he holds that over the candle fire so that when the priest goes to use it, it burns his hand. And then he drops it in the holy water, which cause it's it's like mousetrap now uh that that causes the candles to get knocked over which causes his robe to catch fire and and michelangelo drops the hood grabs shadow in front of the entire crowd and runs off with her the mob guys chase michelangelo up to the bell tower which is that alternate idw cover that's right and michelangelo manages to escape big tony's nephew joey is called in to find shadow Back at the hospital, April and Casey <laughs> are making up when Michelangelo arrives with Shadow, and a tearful reunion ensues. And then, I forget, does this have to be continued or the end? Because they are different. I, this has nothing. Uh, Neither to be continued nor the end. Yeah, I was about to say, mine didn't have either of those. So I hope uh, they are just cool with getting their uh i hope they're just cool with shadow taken off like that because these people know where april lives <laughs> that's how they got her in the first place <laughs> so it doesn't seem like this should be over yeah so is it strange that there doesn't appear to be any medical staff in this hospital <laughs> yeah um now what, what kind of like uh, threw me in a loop because when they're mentioned like Shadow and everything, I was like, oh, I remember her from, you know, uh, Volume 1. And, like, you know, I read uh, I read all of, like, uh, Volume 2. Uh, the big thing I just remember was, like, Baxter Stockman became, like, a big giant robot. That's like, uh, uh, but... He did. Yeah. That's half the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was, like, issues. half the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Only 13. Uh, and, like, but, like, like, I remember, like... 
But for some reason, I'm here thinking like, oh, this is volume three. This takes place like a few, like you know, this is like this was written a few years after. I was expecting like Shadow to be like ten or something like that, and then like I was like, <laughs> she looks like she's four. I'm like, wait, 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 has like no time passed? No, not a whole lot. No. <laughs> like, but like, I mean, it was 1984, I, I like, and now it's like 88. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, like, because when you look at the turtles, look like, like you know, like freaking like Donatello like became a cyborg, and like Raphael now has like a mask on, and like Leo and Mikey are just like you know, it's like ah, we we don't need to wear wear masks anymore, and and I I, I was like okay, like I feel like I felt like you know like. Ten years of stuff happened with them, and I was like, "Oh no!" I mean, I mean, technically, uh, well, they're still teenagers. I always hesitate to give story notes because, like, I don't want to claim like I could do a better job or anything. But did anyone else feel between this issue and next issue that it it's kind of weird that like Casey? I feel like this should have had Casey Jones doing more than getting drunk and winding up in a hospital. Like, I'm glad that Michelangelo was the one to save Shadow because oh. he's the kind of the one who got her kidnapped by falling asleep. But so, like, he felt like he had to make up for it, you know? Yeah, but I, I thought. I feel like it... this could have ended with Casey smashing up some some of the Foot Clan that was, you know, the 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 members that you remember Raphael. Yeah, met yeah. With these Foot Clan people who were like, we we were the ones who took her. Um, Casey should have been smashing them up at the end here. Oh, I, I think yeah, so. I, I, mean, I think it's weird that Casey doesn't do much. Like, you know, you, especially with the last issue where you really had him flip out and storm out. It felt like it was building towards something pretty substantial for him to do this issue, and it's just I gotta go get drunk and then throw a quarter at this guy to insult him, and I'll get shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I don't know. I don't know they know what to do with him in this version. <laughs> Very, mean, it, it takes them a while. It takes them all the way until volume five at IDW for them to really nail Casey. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I, for for me because like this was obviously like my first like image comic ever I read, and like so I'm just like jumping in there and like straight in the middle and. Just like the only takeaways I had with Casey Jones, I'm like, okay, now he's like Captain America, and I just in my thought <laughs> process, I was just like, okay, maybe he's like defending for America now, and like, and like, I, I, like, I, I think like, I just in my mind, I was like, you know, he probably did so much in the past, like six, the seven issues that like, you know, this issue he just he he they they need to give his story a rest and to give back to the turtles. That's what I thought. Obviously, I'm totally wrong. <laughs> All right, so last thoughts here. We'll, we'll go around and we'll each give a title to the story, since all of Image Comics are untitled, and we'll give our rating out of five. So I'll go first. I titled this because it's basically, I called it The Short Halloween, because... <laughs> As we mentioned last time, it, it seems like it's very much taking influence from the long Halloween mob stuff, and it's only three issues instead of 12 or 13, whatever long Halloween is. So it's the short Halloween. And I gave this issue a four out of five. Oh, wow. 
You and I yeah, uh, didn't break overlapped that. We talked on about that. how it has to be very special to break the four barrier and get into the four point something. I didn't think it made it there, but it had, you know, a lot of cool action here. Like it starts with action. You got the Casey Jones fight. You've got Michelangelo redeeming himself, which yeah. I really liked because Mikey's my favorite. And I felt so bad of all the guilt he felt from Shadow getting kidnapped. So I was glad he was able to be the one to get her back. But. Nothing nothing crazy happens here. Nothing bumps it up to like a four and a half or anything for me. So I also gave it a four, oddly. I I thought oh, it was okay. it was entertaining. Like it wasn't you know, bad, but it wasn't anything spectacular. Uh my title is God, it's me, Mikey. Are you there? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Oh, like I just I got said, a better title. I'm not gonna say it in case it's something Jason has, but I'll I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> What do you got, Jason? All right, all right. Or what I got? All right. So, uh, I'll I'll give this one overall a three. Um, I mean, obviously, this is like my first like image comic ever. All right. I read. Right. I read, and uh, not on images fault, but this is this is how you had this is how you introduced me uh, to an image, and like I mean, it was it. <laughs> I was not that impressed. I can just tell this is very '90s, and this is like. Like, you know, this is why I was, like, sticking with, like, Spider-Man and Iron Man during the time. Uh, and and I was like, yeah, this is, like, why I'm not into that. So, you know, um, they didn't, like, really kind of, like, win me over on, like, like oh, hey, this is your favorite Ninja Turtle comic book in the 90s. Uh, uh, so that's what I give the rating. As for the title, I'm going to call it uh, Chris Evans Got Shot. Because don't forget, Chris Evans was Casey Jones. And this issue, he had the American flag uh, uh, face mask. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like so how I'm you're so at, fixated on it. <laughs> I'm looking at the page here where it's four pages from the end where yep. Michelangelo is climbing up the bell tower a la Tim Burton's Batman. Yep. It, it looks a lot like that. Yeah. And then he's he's wearing yeah. the robe here, and he's looking at the bells. And my alternate title here that I just came up with is "The Shellback of Notre Dame," because oh, that's a that's right. that's good. He's definitely got some Quasimodo stuff going on in these panels. They they do mention it I'm too in the issues, so that's good. <laughs> oh, did they say that? Did I get that? Shadow one? says it's like Hunchback in Notre Dame. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. So, so that's, that's probably yeah, where that's it's good. got subliminally in my mind here. All right, the shell and back. If I had the, all right. If I had the issue, if I had the cover of like the the gargoyle, I probably would have like gone with that. But um, no, I, like <laughs> yeah. The, uh, but I, I'm still going with uh, Chris Evans because we we can never forget that that was Casey. He was Casey before he was Captain America. <laughs> I fight for through, miracle. Through Johnny Jorm. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so thank everybody for listening. We will be back next week for issue number nine, keeping the image train rolling. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TMNT Nerds to see all the visual stuff we talked about this issue. And if you could, we would very much appreciate you visiting us on Patreon. 
Just yeah. search uh, the Ninja Turtle nerds there. We're trying to get a streaming thing going here where we can have, you know, a streaming show for you guys and have you could see the stuff we're talking about right there on the screen. But we, you know, streaming services cost money. So please visit us on Patreon and we can get that going next season. And also we will be giving our Patreons like bonus episodes and stuff. So it's not all for nothing. Anyway, also, thank you very much, Jason, from Yeah. From yeah. Turtle, Turtle Recall. Recall. Check them out. You're yeah, I had a little Wait brain a fart there here. for a second. <laughs> well, I was trying to think I was trying to think of the Kingdom Hearts one at first, and I, then I switched to, to Turtle Recall. But anyway. <laughs> Turtle Recall. Go listen. You're going to hear all the Ninja Turtle cartoon. You, I think you could change. Talking. Right, right. And, and you we, could change the name of the show to Anna Loves Krang. Yeah, yes, yes. It could be Anna Loves Krang or Anna Hates Splinter, whichever one you prefer. Uh, and also, like, you know, we nitpick the the show so much like you know we we love it but like we have to like question everything what why are they doing this decision 